It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 466 of Locked on Raptors for Sunday, February 17th. Uh, 17th? 17th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. And of course, you can make sure to check out the Lockdown Podcast Network, which has team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. We've got Lockdown NBA with David Locke and a bunch of other hosts from across the network chipping in there on that daily show. We've got Ben Golliver doing weekly contributions. We've got former NBA player Trevor Booker as a weekly contributor there too. Sam Amick from The Athletic is in there as well. So lots of content for you to put into your ears. Lots of stuff in reaction to the All-Star break and leftover trade deadline thoughts and all that good stuff on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And if you find a show on the network that you like and you want to subscribe to and support, please find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, any place you get your podcast. It's super-duper helpful for you to leave those reviews. They are good for algorithms and rankings and making us more visible and helping to collect new listeners. So thank you in advance for taking the small amount of time it requires to do that. All right, on today's show, I'm cooped up in a hotel room in Red Deer, Alberta, where it is... Uh, ungodly cold outside, so I decided to call up my pal Katie Heidel to do a little podcast. Katie, how's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? Ah, it's, uh, you know, it's cold. <laughs> I'm picturing you at, like, a, I don't know, I've never been to Red Deer, but I'm picturing it's, like, a roadside motel, and you're <laughs> bundled up by the glowing hearth. <laughs> And there's snow up to the eaves outside of your room. It's not quite that. It's, uh, oh. <laughs> it, it is very prairies. It's very flat. Um, I'm in a Best Western. Best Western Plus, actually. So not to brag or anything. What's but, the plus? Uh, the I, get, I think it's the free breakfast. Yeah, I get free yeah. breakfast, which is nice. <laughs> um, so I got that going on. I saw three mooses yesterday. Not Greg Monroe, but three moose just like walking down the street. Uh, that was cool, and you know, just getting ready. That's for, very cool. Yeah, just getting ready for my stuff. I got to do at the Canada Games. I'm still kind of waiting at the clock to do that, so I'm just kind of like getting another city by sitting in my hotel room and doing a podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, I wanted to have you on because the team has changed quite a bit. That is the Raptors uh, in the last couple weeks here, and. Uh, we haven't checked in with you, our chief feelings correspondent, for a little while, and I wanted to kind of get your gauge on how you're feeling about not really the team on the court. I think we all kind of agree the team on the court is very good. More just so the 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 team in terms of like likability and how you enjoy, you know, are you enjoying watching this team? Are you enjoying the personalities and how they're meshing? Are you missing the guys who are no longer here? We're going to get into all that on today's show. Uh, I guess the logical place to start is with the big deadline deal that brought Marcus Saul to Toronto for Jonas Valanciunas, CJ Miles, and DeLon Wright. Uh, you wrote a little bit about this in your Basketball Feelings newsletter, which everyone should subscribe to because it's awesome. Um, but like, what was your initial reaction to the trade? Were you happy, sad, uh, apathetic? What was your uh, first response when the news came across? Well, because of how I found out about it, which was landing... Uh, <laughs> Landing uh, uh, like on a plane in Mexico City when I like I and everybody else I guess like turned our phones back on mm -hmm. and there was for background information if you don't if you're not getting the newsletter there was a bachelor party on the plane it had like already been announced and 
they were the first ones that let me know about the trade by screaming about it. Uh, so my first reaction to the trade was mad because I was hearing, <laughs> one, I was hearing about it from them, two, just like all their voices, like it just triggered something <laughs> in me. And then like kind of a really fast sinking sensation in my stomach to just be like, wait a second, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. It felt like it felt like kind of an out of body experience because I was being told something in a really broken <laughs> and like frantic and screaming and loud way, and then they immediately like went into like one year, two year, three year like rebuild scenarios. Oh like God. it was <laughs> extremely fast, and I hadn't absorbed yet the first thing that they said, which was like who got traded and who we got for them. Do these guys have, like, very basketball normie energy? Extremely. Okay. Almost one of them didn't even know which Gasol it might be. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you, you know, that tells you enough. Okay. Uh, I was just, like, cringing. And then they wouldn't open the There was something wrong with the gate, so they wouldn't open the door, so I also just felt trapped. <laughs> just, like, stewing in Bachelor Bro uh, and, like, sad trade news. Uh, yeah, that's... it was a lot of feelings to process oh, at man. once. <laughs> that's no fun. Um, so, like, I guess with some time to think about the trade, what were your feelings on it? Are you, like, more excited about the addition of Gasol than you are upset about the losses of three pretty great personalities? I mean, Jonas is, like, probably or probably was the funniest guy on the team, just kind of dry and silly and goofy and kind of always there with a one-liner. CJ was just like a sweetheart, and the loss of Lauren Miles is also a pretty big uh, hit that we're dealing with in the in the weeks since the trade. And then DeLon was always kind of quiet and a little soft-spoken, but like his on-court play was exciting as hell, and he had some fun commercials too, even though that Snickers thing with the ugly suit was, uh, I think, a little, maybe a bridge too far for his uh, promotional team. But, um, like, what? I don't know. How, how did you sort of balance it all out? Like, are you excited about the Gasol thing? Were you excited about the Gasol thing? Or were you just upset that those three guys were gone? I first was upset. And then I think, like, because I was detached. Like, I didn't see the first few games um, that he played. And, right. like, when all these changes happened because I was away. Mm-hmm. I was away for, like, five days. We weren't getting games. I wasn't really thinking about that where we were. So I was kind of happy to be removed from it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to let this like settle. I have to think about this more. Mm-hmm. So I still haven't seen, the only game I have seen was the night that I got back to Toronto and I was like, got sick when I was away. Yeah. So I was like feverish. My ears would have pop. I felt like super discombobulated and I saw like the last quarter. So I felt the first time I saw Gasol and I felt like I was underwater. Mm-hmm physically <laughs> so <laughs> it was weird i was just like who's this guy where are those other guys even though i knew like i knew everything that happened i wasn't like feverish and delusional mm-hmm. but i don't feel like i've actually seen them i haven't seen them play with jeremy lynn yet we can get to that but like i haven't seen all the like these new pieces and then the removal of these other guys like i i don't feel like i know the team yet mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with it and all of that said i think like the way the trade went down and, like, who we lost. Like, we haven't even talked about Craig Monroe. Wasn't even part of that trade, but oh, he's right. gone yeah. in a terrible way. Yeah. Uh, so I still, I feel like I'm just, like, taking a part of me is still very distant from the team. Like, I need to come back to them slowly mm-hmm. um, in my own way, which I realize is counter to what I said the last time I think we talked, which was me, like, playing a big game, I guess, and saying, like, I don't care what happens <laughs> like I'm a, my feelings are immune uh, which isn't true obviously yeah I mean it's it was a definitely sort of conflicting trade when it happened I know the like Jonas faction of Raptors fans was uh, extremely upset for basketball reasons and then just sort of the for me it was never like the basketball reasons were fine I think Marcus Gasol happens to be extremely good and kind of exactly what the Raptors needed so I I like and understand the trade from an actual basketball perspective but it does kind of like to look at this team and think about how much has changed and like how Demar is gone and Yak is gone and Dwayne Casey's gone and like the second longest serving Raptor is Norman Powell which is insane and just like hurts my brain to think about that um it does feel like they kind of have become a little bit more like sterile and more just like geared to win than they are geared to like capture our hearts does that make sense yeah they're like in the trade machine now yeah like I I think I think before 
there was like still this like human feel and approach at least to the trades and i think like we that changed a lot with DeRozan going mm-hmm. and i think with this one another thing that i didn't really like though he didn't he stayed but was the like sneaky shopping around of lowry that pissed me off even, yeah, like, it was sneaky at first, and then it was just, like, so public and almost, like, despo a little mm-hmm. bit. It was like, who's going to take this guy? <laughs> and, like, I I read something that he, Larry, he's, like, they did an interview with him after, and he's like, you know, I wasn't upset. Like, I get it. It's part of the business. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice if I had known. Mm-hmm. But I'm not upset, but it would have been nice. And it's like, yeah, of course <laughs> it would have been nice. Like, they absolutely should have told you if this was an option. Yeah. So I, I didn't like that. Like, yeah. the whole thing... It happened really fast. I didn't even know that, like, I guess, I don't know if I was naive, but I did think we were, like, on the market for an aggressive trade like this. Mm -hmm. Did you? I didn't think we were until the Sixers did the Harris thing and then the Bucks did the Miritich thing, and it was like, uh, maybe they kind of have to do something here. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do think the trade makes them a lot better. And I know you haven't gotten to watch much of Gasol, but, like, it's very different when he's on the court as opposed to Jonas. Like, the first game against the Knicks, it was just, like, him creating shots for everybody. And it was beautiful. It was, like, Norm Powell missed a bunch of shots, but he had, like, ten open threes that, uh, you know, he, he would, normally would just, like, wouldn't get in the regular run of things. So, like, I think on the court it's going to be very beneficial. But, yeah, it is, like, there's just a lot of changeover and a lot of just sort of guys you have to kind of learn to love. Like, even Kawhi, like, I've come around quite a bit on Kawhi. I'm actually kind of entertained by him at this point. Uh, we can talk <laughs> about his New Balance thing. Um, and, like, I think he's had some nice quotes this weekend and stuff like that. But, um, you know, with that, and then the Lowry thing, like you said, like the the shopping of him, that would have been, like, a, a bridge too far for me. I would have been pretty pissed off about that and, like, had the Raptors magically made some finals run or something without Kyle Lowry, I would have enjoyed it, like, 90% less. Like, it just would have been like, okay, we did it, but, like, why? Like, what's the point of this if Kyle's not going to be part of it, considering he's been part of everything up to this point, to, like, ditch him and, you know, just go with someone else to get it done and have that marginal upgrade in your ceiling or whatever? Like, that would have pissed me off. And, like, it was, it's not even that I don't like Mike Conley. I just think Kyle's still better than Mike Conley. So why do you – I didn't understand that trade in just sort of in theory anyway. And I still am not sure exactly – how real it was like yeah it seems very much to me at least like the grizzlies were the ones that were like hey want to do this and the raptors were like no thanks though it would have been nice i guess if kyle wasn't told about it like it would have been nice if they would have said like hey this is probably gonna leak just so you know this conversation happened we're not doing anything like i i i guess that wasn't the conversation that was had which is what i kind of thought maybe was what happened um but I'm glad ultimately that he stayed and, you know, they still have kind of the heart of the team. Uh, so where do you think they're left now in terms of, like, likability? They they have pretty much a full roster now. They're, they're one guy short. Maybe they can add uh, a Greg Monroe-like filler, although I know for you. How could they? <laughs> <laughs> what was How was it for you to go to Mexico, the place of so many of Greg Monroe's best Instagram posts about water? Um, to learn that he had been dealt. Like, what was your reaction to that one? Because I can imagine, I know, I, I think the guys from Round Ball Rock tweeted their condolences. Um, and I they certainly, did. Thank you know, you. I should have reposted the episode you, James, and I did in the summer about Greg Monroe. I should have done that. But um, it's a little... it was like a Greek tragedy. <laughs> you know, like, lesser tragedies have been written, or like tragi- tragedies have been written about lesser things than that. But like, <laughs> man, I didn't, like, the, I thought, okay, this is also how that unfolded. Like, I was really upset when I when I heard that he was traded. Mm-hmm. But I thought, okay, um, he's going to New York. Like, he'll play on the Nets, I guess, alongside some, like, decent and nice-seeming dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see him and Jared Allen hanging out. But what I what happened was, I guess I just, like, was so hurt I like put it away I put that information away immediately and like it wasn't until honestly days later when I sat down because I was like what's up with Greg Monroe like has he played yet that I came to the point that I I guess must have happened right after which was him being immediately waived by the team (laughs) and it like I I honestly felt like I felt like crying (laughs) I was so upset and it wasn't even just 
just like waved. It was like the aggression of him. Like MP was immediately waved. Like, <laughs> that qualifier, it was too much for me. So I was just like, for days I've just been thinking, fuck, this guy's just like out of a job. He's just like floating out in the ether. Like he also had like such some last really good games with the Raptors. So I feel like he was like feeling good mm-hmm. and like so happy to be a part of the team. Um, and it wasn't until today, earlier today, I saw, thank God, he's on vacation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's what you want. He, yeah, he he's he's walking down the street in Alberta and is on my Instagram story right now. <laughs> Close. <laughs> he's in Aruba on, oh. <laughs> on a boat, um, zooming around, and he was dancing. And he looked good and happy in a t-shirt, so I feel like I'm a bit relieved, but fuck, like, that was a tough one. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't, like, thrilled with the Greg Monroe experience on the court. I will say that. It was not awesome. We don't need to hear about that. No. Um, <laughs> but, like, the move did seem a little bit unnecessary to me because they had so few guys on the roster. Like, to go down to ten guys just because you had to get offload those two second-round picks or whatever to get off of Monroe. You don't need to, like, marry Kondo the whole team. Yeah. Because they're on a roll. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I mean, and, like, Monroe brought joy as, like, a bench guy with nice eyes and a soulful voice. He did spark joy. Yeah. Exactly. He was a very good, like, he would have been a fine fourth big. Like, as long as he wasn't playing 30 minutes a game, I didn't mind having him around. Um, and, like, obviously, once Jonas was back, before he got traded. Also, that sucked so hard, too. Thinking we were going to get to see Jonas play, like, play for, like, once again, finally, and then he gets traded before that. And now his last memory, or our last memory of him, is him writhing in pain after Draymond Green amputated his thumb. Um, My last memories of him are the turtlenecks he wore on the bench. Oh, that's true. He was looking so damn good. Um, I almost didn't want him to like, come back because yeah. the, the fits were so good. nice. Yeah. Um, is Jonas the but one you're no, going to miss true. the like, most? That's a good point. I think, like... Oh no, you're you're cutting out. You're back. Oh no, Red oh, no. connection. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I I can hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that's a good point. Like that was, it, it, there was like so much excitement and momentum building to him coming back, and like he felt ready, and it was like gonna be a game changer. And then they're just like, "See ya, buddy." Yeah, I was in the. Uh, actually, now that I think about this, it's kind of depressing. I was at the Bucks game. Uh, I guess it was January 25th or something, and. Uh, was in the tunnel, I think after or before the game, and Lauren Miles was in the tunnel talking to Jonas, and Jonas was like, "One week, I'm coming back in one week," and like that. Oh, no. Now that I think about it, that's really like the whole conversation makes me sad. <laughs> I'm just glad they get to hang out in the Memphis tunnel. Did you watch that Spurs Grizzlies game, by the way, the Bizarro Raptors timeline game? No, I couldn't. Uh-huh. One, I wasn't. No, I wasn't like at a place I physically could or mentally (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy it was one of the strangest things i've ever seen um it's like damar did jv and damar did they like have a moment i didn't see the pregame stuff i'm assuming they did um yeah probably the anytime like derozan drove to the basket and like Jonas stood him up at the rim i was just like the the I think like some there's just like a sinkhole opening up in Etobicoke right now. This is weird. Um, <laughs> who are you gonna miss the most of all these guys? Greg Monroe. Really? Um, <laughs> I don't. I know the the Monroe thing is real, but like JV, it's so long here. No, I know. I'm yeah. gonna miss JV, even though again, like I think it's something that, like, the the JV thing, like. I want him, I maybe I wanted him to stay, uh, like, with this team forever, but I also think it was kind of to his detriment at some point. Like, yeah. he improved a little bit every year, but, like, he clearly, there's a ceiling, and I think there's something to be said for, like, when guys who are at that point in their career, like JV, are traded into a new franchise. Mm-hmm. It basically opens up, like, all new opportunities for them and, like, their game, and I think for him, it's kind of the lift and push he needs like mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like he's coming off the bench now which he is but like you know I think uh it's like a good kind of shake up for him so while I'm very sad he's gone and it's like a big it's like a personality gap to fill too like I don't yeah G- Gasol's like a nice dude I look I liked watching him not all the Raptors and like all the things that he does except when he went on vacation and swam with socks on (laughs) 
I didn't like that. <laughs> it was fucking gross. But uh, he'll be like a different kind of player. But like JV, you know, like he, he just like he grew up with the team. Mm-hmm. He did. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He, uh, it's kind of crazy that he was there seven years. It kind of flew by. And I, I feel like at times maybe I didn't appreciate him enough because I got too caught up in the, yeah, but he's got defensive limitations that limit his ceiling on the court, blah, 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 blah. But no, he, he was really fun and was a really nice guy and cool guy and great with the, uh, holding up of really funny number signs behind Fred Van Vliet when he scored 22 points or when DeMar <laughs> hit his 50. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely going to miss him. Although, let's transition to what the team looks like now and okay. sort of talk about and sort of sort of sort through here because I do kind of think there's a lot of potential right, right now with this team. I think, yes, the Kawhi thing still kind of looms, although he's got this new New Balance ad, which seems like it's kind of... Uh, because he's being asked about it, it seems like it's kind of uh, making him a bit more of a human. I don't know. Uh, have you seen the, the Kawhi New Balance ad? Do you like it? Does it add to your opinion of him at all? Is it the really, like, vague uh, kind of glitchy thing? Yes. Is it that one? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I really wanted those shoes to be, like, walking shoes, but I respect <laughs> that he had to release, like, a basketball shoe. I'm really uh, upset I, one of the colorways isn't uh, green to white gradient, like uh, like my dad's when he would cut the lawn in his New Balances. What they would look like I after that. I love the ones that say his name in the New Balance font on the back of the shoe. At Times first, I was like, Roman. "This is a joke. Someone made this." And it's like grammatically correct too. There's a period after the Leonard. Yeah, it's like definitive. It's um, so good. No, I saw that. I don't know. Like, good for him. Like, I think that's cool. I think he. I think the ads like kind of funny because by saying. He doesn't care about all these things. You're yeah. negated that he doesn't care about all these things because you just made an ad about it. Um, but I don't know. He seems like he's having a good time at All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, he, he's been like. There's been screenshots of him just like cracking all the dudes up. Um, I and was... your theories come true of him and Serge. Yeah, because he said he loves Serge's songs. Yeah, Serge <laughs> sings a lot, and apparently. That woos Kawhi. He sung his way into his heart, yeah. <laughs> Serge is the most valuable raptor. I, be- I f- firmly believe this. Also, he needs to come out with a new episode of How Hungry Are You immediately. Um, yeah, those are really on the back burner to use yeah. a bad pun. <laughs> Serge would never use the back burner. He only has one pot, usually, that he's cooking all his stuff in, so it's never necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need another one of those, though. But yeah, Serge is still here. I think Serge's likability is pretty... Uh, pronounced at this point, and he's kind of um, really had a renaissance this season. After last year, just kind of, you know, it seemed like a lot of the time he was, like, actively trying to get ejected because he didn't want to play, and yeah. was just kind of going through it a little bit. It seems like this year he's a lot more comfortable in his role, and he's kind of happy, and I'm curious to see how this, like, Gasol thing is going to affect him. There, I guess there's two ways it could go. He could be upset if he gets sent to the bench, or... He could be happy for his friend from the Spanish national team and be totally okay with it. So um, I, I tend to think he's going to be okay with it because he's been a very like pro-team guy this year. People have really sort of raved about him being a very pro-team guy, um, which is why my concerns about the, the starting lineup stuff are a little bit less lesser than I think a lot of people's. Um, Danny Green has been a revelation this weekend, and boy is he likable um, with the... <laughs> First, just showing up Frank Kaminsky as the two color analysts for the rookie rookie game on Friday. Like, Green was just, like, having fun, making jokes, and Frank Kaminsky was just, like, being Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. That's, like, a casting error to me. Yeah. It's like they put the odd couple on a broadcast, except only one of them is charismatic or good. Um <laughs> 
But I mean, it's to Danny's benefit. Not that he needed it. But yeah, it I really mean, the, the, against that backdrop, how do you not look good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he was going around on uh, on Saturday for media day, just like making goof questions as uh, for TSN and Sportsnet, because I guess the one of the networks got mad at the other that they were allowed to do that, and then I guess they had to get them both. And I'm sure Yahoo was sitting there like, dude, he's actually our guy. What the hell? This is bullshit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was a lot of fun. His question for Bradley Beal, if his son is named Batmo, is one of my favorite things of the weekend so far. Um, so I think Danny Green's super likable. What did you think of Pascal Siakam's 44-point game? And, like, the general sort of air around Pascal Siakam because he might be like the great hope for like likability for this team because oh my god he's so he's such a treasure he's on vacation right now with Yaka Pirtle um it's all very very good like where are you at with Pascal right now can he be the person who saves this team from a likability perspective okay well, yes but one I don't think this team is like hurting for likability I know we I was like living in the past I love nostalgia mm-hmm. but like the overarching thing is, like, not only is this team likable, but, like, dare I say, this team is now cool. That to, is not just us, very but true. Like anyone, <laughs> anyone on the outside, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all of these new pieces layered on top of, like, these core pieces that we already knew were, like, phenomenal, funny, very good, cool in mm-hmm. their own right, have now become, like, blossomed, mm-hmm. I think, um, under the spotlight of, like, basically like what this franchise looks like so yeah i think pascal siakam was already cool already super likable but what i like about him is even after he had that 44 point game 44 point game right yep yeah was that he it was so like flattered by everyone what everyone was saying about him like he you know he definitely was feeling it but like i think i saw like fred van vliet tweeted something about it like celebrating him and then he was like i look up to you fred (laughs) (laughs) like just things like that like he's just uh he's just a player who's like he's always just stoked to be there Mm -hmm. yeah he's like what a bonus i had this phenomenal game but like this is amazing to be on this team yeah, and also like the first thing he said was like that he wished he, he all he could think about was his dad. Was his dad? Yeah, yeah. Proud of yeah. of him. Yeah, that was uh, that was some heart wrenching stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm not saying Pascal just got likable. By the way, I think like yeah, good. The fact like, that what is this? No, the fact that he, I'm just saying for like anyone who is skeptical of the likability after the losses of three very very likable people in CJ Jonas and Delon, like there's still so much here to work with. Um, and Siakam, I think, kind of is, like, the leader in that. You know, the fact that he's also, like, homegrown, a late draft pick is so, so good and keeps getting better and is kind of, like, for me at least, giving some, like, it's allowing me to enjoy the Kawhi experience a little bit more. Instead of, like, being worried about whether Kawhi's going to leave, I'm just kind of appreciating that this team is together right now. And if Kawhi does leave, it's like, oh, yeah, but Pascal Siakam's there. And, like, I can watch him put up 23 a game next year if if everything goes to shit um and Kawhi ends up walking like at least Siakam's there they didn't have to trade him for anything and like I feel dirty for being one of the people suggesting like yeah trade Siakam for Anthony Davis go ahead like no why did I do that yes probably that's like a I good basketball say, move. like I can't believe all these losers that <laughs> got lost their minds in the last trade deadline aka you yeah like give them up our best piece yeah i got way too into the trade machine stuff and like the go all for it this season thing because now that i thought about it like okay they got anthony davis what's the like what happens they lose in six games to the warriors instead yeah and like so you've traded siakam and maybe sort of mortgaged your future and also traded one of your most likable like for me siakam is already like on the short list like it's terrence ross Siakam and Kyle Lowry for me right now is like my favorite Raptors of all time. Like seeing him kind of go from being one of the worst players in the NBA in his rookie year to like this, it's fucking wild. And I'm going to appreciate it and not put him in trades anymore. (laughs) He's off limits. He's off limits. (laughs) It's like when you go in the trade machine, which I rarely do, but when you do and like someone's got like a a stipulation in their deal that they can't be traded for six months or something and you can't click on them i'm just going to put that i'm going to try to hack into the trade machine and just put siakam there like that you know you can't trade him just because reasons uh how are you feeling about jeremy lynn 
I know you didn't get to really watch his first game, but how are you feeling about the... Uh... I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen him. I got to see him. Yeah. Uh, I feel good. I feel like I was unsure, and then I was kind of pulled people that I really trust, uh, not just on their like basketball IQ, but on their feelings mm-hmm. uh, IQ, uh, and everyone's really stoked. Um, I think like I'm stoked how stoked he is. And how stoked his mom is. Yes, um, the mom Instagram <laughs> stories have been fantastic. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> I really like that he, <clears throat> excuse me, that he uh, consulted with JV before he took his number. Uh, I like everything about him. He's, he's a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very much in for it. It's uh, And like, well-timed too, because of uh, the injury to Fred, which sucks. Um, although yeah. I, I do think Fred's been dealing with like old man back all season. I feel like this has to be good for his old man back. Right. I bet there's some dummy who's like Fred's back problem is because he's always carrying a baby at home. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss the, uh, CJ miles is bad cause he's too good of a dad. <laughs> yeah. Cool logic. Yeah. <laughs> Dummies. Fred VanVleet needs to get someone to carry his children for him. He can't wear a baby pajorn anymore. I <laughs> um, uh, no, I think it's really cool. I like seeing how Stoke basically, like every, like I like seeing people I trust and uh, like lose their minds over Jeremy Lin being mm-hmm. a raptor. So yeah. uh, I'm really excited about that. Like I'm excited to kind of come at it with like no. Um, like he doesn't have to prove anything to me, you know. I'm just gonna start at zero and like we're gonna work. Yeah, we're gonna go up. We're not starting at a negative. Yep, that's uh, that makes sense. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I guess let's wrap with Gasol um, and like how you're... Cause well, I, I, run I, a roll. Let's talk about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Boucher. We can talk about Mark. Malcolm Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick McCaw. Oh, yeah. Actually, McCaw had a nice game this week. Um, yeah, he on did. Monday against the Nets. He was really good. Um, so that's nice. And Boucher, I'm glad that he, even with the NBA contract, he, his, like, gunnerism has not gone away. He's, he just, he continues to just put up all the shots, which is great. And I, I'm glad to see it. I hope he's the garbage time champion of the rest of the season. Um, Gasol, though, the... I guess there was like sort of a weird reputation around him, and this, the Fizdale stuff last year kind of reflected poorly on Gasol at the end of the day, because it sounded like he almost like orchestrated a mutiny there. But I don't know. I he seems a really pumped to be here. He waived like a 1.3 million dollar trade kicker just to make the trade more financially feasible for the Raptors, because I think he was just like over being bad on Memphis. Um, and so I think he's pretty stoked to be here. Watching him play is a delight. I like he threw a pass in his first game from the left post. He threw an underhand skip pass to Kyle uh, on the other wing, and it was something out of this world. I loved it. It was awesome. And like that's the kind of stuff that, as much as Jonas was great, he never really brought that kind of unbridled joy on the court. Aside from his like weird gimmicky threes and stuff, but like. Uh, Gasol just kind of like makes you laugh a couple times a game with the passes he can throw and so I'm really enjoying that experience so far and he seems like a pretty good guy I don't know like he seems pretty he's a fantastic guy yeah don't you remember this summer he just like saved a bunch of like refugees who were drowning yeah Yeah. like I, I don't know where the reputation came from because like I guess the whole Fizdale thing everyone loves Fizdale but like maybe he's kind of an asshole of a coach to deal with. Like, he's alienated a bunch of people in New York this year. No one seems happy there. They don't play any defense or, like, try. Um, Enos Cantor, like, was on the outs with them. Cantor seems like his own little bag of tricks, but, like, (laughs) he doesn't seem like he's, like, that unlikable a dude. Um, Like, so I'm just, like, I don't understand where the sort of negative reputation came from with, with Gasol. 
and I uh, I'm excited to sort of st- start fresh on my perception of him. Like, what what are you going into the stretch drive stretch drive with him on the team? Sort of thinking about him. Well, I liked him already. Again, aside from the sock incident, but mm-hmm. like he he seemed to like get really into things outside of basketball. His last couple of years uh, in Memphis, which I only know from summer vacation watch, mm. he got really into like fixing ATVs in his garage. <laughs> Um, he made like a home gym, like a really shitty looking home gym in his garage. He got really into organic vegetable gardening uh, <laughs> at his house. And then he went on vacation this summer and then he happened upon, yeah, like a bunch of refugees and he helped save them. So I think like he's a really good dude. Mm-hmm. I think also like he he and Fizda like squashed the beef. They had like a call, I mm-hmm. think, this fall to like talk about what happened and by both accounts like I mean I'm sure it wasn't like you hear about those conversations and you're like wow I wonder how long they talked for and they were probably just like hey man it's fine cool mm-hmm. okay like see you around <laughs> um, <laughs> but no I think he's like a good dude I think he seems really excited to play here which always like translates really well for fans yeah. to then like him reciprocally um, he's very tall <laughs> he's giant I also um, I love thing- his fat guy energy because he definitely he, has fat guy energy. He does, but he's, like, not fat. He's fat. Have you seen those pictures of him that I keep talking about on the boat? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Like, him and Pow both looking like they got vacation bods on. Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> saying he's fat now, but, like, he used to be a fat guy. And, like, and that still, still carries, carries over. It's yeah. true. He never, he does, <laughs> like, he's got very economical movement. Like, he'll just, he only move when he has to. Um, he, like, he doesn't really have to jump because he couldn't rely on that when he was coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he could, and it's always there as like a secret weapon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing that did really endear me to him, and in a way I was not expecting, was when uh, like Larry was doing his whole like opening, like pregame sequence, mm-hmm. his, like whatever we're calling that, like routine. Uh-huh. Uh, and then like Gasol was left out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and like he didn't know what to do, but he was like watching yeah. and kind of like bobbing. And he seemed like a little bit embarrassed, but like very interested. Uh, and I, I guess that endeared me to him. But the next game, he took part. He got okay, down on the ground. I the next seen game, that. yeah, for the Wizards game, he got down on the ground. He was near the end Good. of the line. Jeremy Lin immediately got involved. He started doing push-ups. Um, yeah, I right saw that. that. So I think like that is like very telling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think. I don't know, is it going too deep to be like, that's part of Gasol's leftover fat guy mentality? He doesn't immediately jump in and take part because he's like, oh, I need to be invited. I'm My confidence. Do I take my t-shirt off going into this pool? I don't know. Exactly. I got to make sure I have my swimming t-shirt on. So he's like, I need to know the steps. I don't want to be embarrassed. Always um, take the t-shirt off, man. The t-shirt never helps. Just draws more attention to yourself. Yeah, and the way it just sits wet. No, don't, don't do it. Um, uh, yeah, that's and one I thing. Think I think he learned his lesson. I think he learned like standing there was the wet T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that he got right into it. Actually, the story Eric Kareen wrote afterwards, um, breaking it all down, was really good. And sort of everyone, just sort of discussing what goes into those celebrations. Um, and how pretty much everyone was like, yeah, I don't know how it started. It's weird, <laughs> but we do it now. And it seems like they're escalating the weirdness now, now that it's kind of gone mainstream. So uh, I'm looking forward to so- like, there was and I someone... like the weirdness. It's yeah. like powerful or it's something. It's awesome, yeah. Like OG was doing like <laughs> laying on his back, doing like bicycle kicks. Um, I, there was yeah, someone. I feel like it really throws other teams off. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> like, I wonder what Kawhi thinks when he's behind this all too, watching it. Like, does he wish he could be involved, or is he uh, a little more just like, what the fuck? This, this is why I'm leaving. <laughs> um, he's got to take his wet T-shirt off and get in. <laughs> Do we know that Kawhi wasn't bad as a kid because he's bringing the same kind of energy? <laughs> Uh, he doesn't seem like he, he's the kind of person, um, I live with a person like this that could eat like 20 McNuggets and it doesn't affect them at all. It does seem like what Kawhi is, just the metabolism of a god. So maybe he, maybe he has that now. Yeah, maybe he developed it after being, uh, maybe he's on pills or something after he was, uh, 
Don't bring pills into a bit this. Of a, I just meant a, a, maybe he a bit was like a fat teen. <laughs> yeah, but then he got like some metabolism-stabilizing metabolism prescription. It's not anything bad. There's no side effects, really. It's just Has Kawhi never done the ritual? No, because he's always the last one in. Because mm. he's the last guy announced, right? So um, he's just watching mm-hmm. as it happens, which is fun. <laughs> that's not helping or it's like maybe helping maybe he's like i can't wait till i'm gonna be part of this yeah but, like maybe they he, gotta get yeah, him in it maybe they're waiting to indoctrinate him uh, <laughs> and when pascal siakam earns the right to be the last guy introduced because he's the all nba power forward um next year maybe that, that then they change with the order and then that and then Kawhi gets to be involved he could do some weird creative stuff too with his hands you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he could, yeah. <laughs> Just like stick one hand out and like trip Kyle up or something. <laughs> he could lift someone. Yeah. Up in his hands. Yeah, just like lift Kyle in his um, palm. Yeah. <laughs> do you think when they have done this in like Utah, they get like some really religious people that are like, cover your eyes? <laughs> like... I don't know if they do this on the road. Mm, they I, should do it because I never see the intros on the road. Um, you just see them in person, usually. Um, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. they don't have the long intro on the road. But yeah. they should do this for sure in the playoffs on the road because it's going to scare oh, the shit yeah. out of people. Like the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> in the conference finals, like they're still green. They're still learning. They see that and they crumble. Hellfire. <laughs> like why aren't we that together? Where's our connectivity? What the hell? Yeah. yeah. A blood magic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Marcus all he's gonna fit in well I think there was someone I think it might have been Siakam who was like doing like yoga like meditation um during the intro as well I'm my I'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye on the, the on the intros going forward they're they're very very compelling and funny so uh yeah anything else we should get to or should we wrap this thing up the all-star game starting soon it is starting soon the throwaway game. Yeah. Have you the, ever watched it all the way through? I don't usually. I think I've watched it like at a bar with it on all the way through. Maybe not like zeroed in on it, but like yeah, I've probably watched it all the way through probably like four or five times. It's fun to start, and then I'm like, eh. and then if you're out watching it, you kind of trail off in a conversation, yeah. or like I'm probably gonna wander around my house uh, at the fourth quarter. See, I'm the kind of person who gets really too into the idea of the guy from the team I like winning the MVP. And I start, like, counting the stats, and I'm like, oh, Kyle's only got six (laughs) points in the first quarter. He's going to have to up this pace a little bit if he's going to win MVP. It's dumb that I care about it, but eh, I can't can't change it now. Oh, it's great. Oh, can we talk about the dunk contest? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that that happened. (laughs) That happened, and I really feel like I need to defend the flight. No, nope, nope, nope. No, Why not? I do not want to hear about the shitty Hawk North Carolina dunk. <laughs> I just think, look, I just think, like, one, I don't think, I want to know, did he come up with that himself? <laughs> Is he, like, a history buff that he was like, I can fold all these elements into it and I'm going to fucking do it? He did and go to two, school at Wake Forest, so maybe he got okay. some, like, North Carolina learning in there. Like, maybe someone told him and was like... It also brought up a new job opportunity for me is that do people write dunks because I would be great at that. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> but, I but, think usually, I think not really, but Kia does sometimes. Kia will oh, write Oh, fuck. I, I don't want to do – I hate that. That dunk was trash. It sucked ass. It DeMar also, got yeah. robbed in that dunk contest, exactly. as did Abaka. As did Abaka. Yeah. But I think – back to my point. I just feel like he. it wasn't a cool dunk. Like it, it was absolutely like not cool – but I think he kind of had to be, like, a little bit brave. Yeah, doing he, it. he was being brave. Knowing how, like, it didn't look, not not because he was like, can I jump over the plane brave, but just like, I'm not going to look very cool at all, even if this goes well, but I'm going to do it anyway. See, he could have been brave, but he kept the goggles and off. And history is cool. Like, he, tur- he took the goggles <laughs> off. If he had kept those on, maybe it was a safety hazard, but like he ran yeah, into he the probably couldn't see. But he ran like, into the plane anyway. He ran into the plane anyway, so what does it matter? I thought that was just a powerful ending. <laughs> uh, uh, also because I watched this morning PJ Tucker was sitting uh like on PJ Tucker's Instagram stories, he was sitting like right at the perfect angle for like all of the dunks. Okay. And when he got that one and when the plane smashed, 
he must have jumped because his phone like goes out <laughs> in his hand so he was startled that's funny um did you like any of the other dunks i mean the diallo one over shack was insane yeah i liked how scared shack looked yeah um and i thought i liked it that he like paid tribute to vince he paid tribute to the terrible the dunk like i don't hate that dunk but the dwight howard superman yeah yeah, the that, one where he actually didn't like dunk that. it, where like he threw it into the basket. Kind of gimmicky things. He didn't even throw it into the basket, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hate that. I thing. thought that was cool that he was just like, you what? You hate him? I hated the, the Dwight Howard dunk because he didn't even dunk it. He just threw it into a basket. Like, he didn't even touch the rim. It was just like a jump but shot. But he had all his funny props. Yeah, Dwight <laughs> Howard's lame. And his performance. Surprised he didn't like jump over now. a giant Skittles mascot or something. Look, <laughs> let's talk about the dance that just happened. Yeah. Um, I like that. I also want to know, like, he had some crazy superhuman strength to be able to like hang on. Yeah. The basket by his elbow for that long, swinging slowly. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I it was like that's my favorite Vince dunk. Just because of, like, the stunned silence of the arena after it goes down. Um, and, like, the, the announcers being like, what just happened? And so to, to see that replicated for, like, the first time, really, and a even more sort of, you know, grandiose way was pretty cool. Um, I thought Miles Bridges had a lot of potential, but just, like, the he didn't have the execution. Yeah. Like, the off-backboard through the legs was an amazing dunk. He just couldn't get it to go down. Um so that that was a bummer. I, yeah, he seemed like maybe nervous or tired. I don't know. Like it, it sucked that like it wasn't really working out for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the first John Collins uh, one. Like, I don't know. I still think. Oh yeah. Like off the like good. holding the uh, it was fine. Like holding the ba- the the it was new. I never, never it didn't look particularly difficult. But maybe that's the problem with big men in dunk contests. I just it doesn't do it for me. It looks too easy. <laughs> <laughs> The only cool big man dunks that... are JaVale's two balls off the like the two nets. That was insane. Oh, yeah. That um, was amazing. And then I really liked – it was kind of underrated, but the uh, Dwight Howard putting the sticker on the backboard, that one was pretty good. I liked that. Wait, who was, who was the painting of the Jeremy cells? Evans. Jeremy Evans yeah. when he lost to Terrence Ross in the final. That one is might be my favorite. It's a good for one. Just like how <laughs> meta <laughs> and intricate. Yeah. And then how good the painting was. It was a really good painting. <laughs> oh, I think that the Toronto. I, I like. I'm not even biased, but I think that that the one at the uh, Toronto All Star Game like two years ago was the best dunk contest in recent memory. Oh, it was. I don't even think that's really a question. It was incredible. Stuff on a hover track spinning. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, I mean, there was mascots involved. There was Levine. I, the thing I like about Levine is that he never requires a mascot, and it's still insane. Yeah. Um. So I, I've I could have used more mascots this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, the All-Star game should just be mascots, or the skills challenge should just be mascots instead of players to juice it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be good. Uh, anyway, the game's starting in like 15 minutes, and my computer's going to die. Okay. So we should probably wrap this thing up. Wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the uh, the dunk contest tangent, though. That was great. Um, I love the dunk contest, and I'll gladly talk about it for any length it's of It's so good. Even when it's bad, it's good. Like, it's really fun to make fun of the airplane dunk, because it was so bad. Um, and, like... The three-point contest, we didn't need ten goddamn shooters in that thing. It was too, too people, long. Too many people, brother it's, against brother. It's like the home it's, run derby. It's not good. It, it's too long. No. No. It's so repetitive. Um, the skills challenge needs to be kind of fixed a little bit, I think. There's a lot of potential there. I think there needs to be more passes. I think they need some live guys in there to yeah, like run a, up. Some, a defender, some, a mascot yeah. perhaps, defending, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great use for the mascots. Yeah, I was also thinking for the three-point contest, have like a designated contest artist who comes out uh, and like one ball per rack leaps out at you. Mm-hmm. So like just like bring Tony Allen in and say, hey, buddy, <laughs> just go uh, scare some shooters. 
I, I think that would be good. Um, like an American Gladiator style, like yeah. uh, jungle gym course. Just like yeah. make it more insane. That's all I yeah. want. Maybe make the net move around a little bit, like a pop a shot. I th- that's probably a little too hard mechanically to do, but there's things to do, especially with the skills challenge. But the fact that it just ends on a three, as fun as it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, they got to spice it up. That whole thing is a bit of a rip because, like, you could blow the rest of it and yeah. then just, like, throw a three from, like, half court, which happened, and, and it, make it, yeah. and then you won. And it doesn't even matter if you get the passes or not because after three, you just move on anyway. So the smart move, really, is you just whip three balls at it regardless of if they go in or not and then just move on. It's stupid. But I will say... Everybody sucks at passing. Oh, God. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm talking about passing now, so. Yeah. We, it's we, time. There'll be plenty of <laughs> passing talk when we get to watch more Marcus Soul. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Katie, thank you so much for joining the show. This was fantastic. Anything you'd My like to pleasure. plug? Anything you want to plug? Mm, no, you already plugged it for me, buddy. Basketball uh, feelings. Sign up. So good. Um, yeah, you, you can also follow Katie at Whatevs. You can follow me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All the places you get your podcasts is deeply, deeply appreciated if you do that. Uh, like I have said, this week is a little bit weird for me because I'm in Alberta doing broadcasty stuff. But I will probably have time to get into podcasts. That, that said, there aren't any games until Friday in the DeMar game. Um, so I won't be doing much, uh, like I'll do a podcast or two here and there. I have a Patreon podcast coming up as well this week. Um, but we'll probably get like a DeMar game preview on Thursday or something like that. And then we'll have a DeMar game recap on uh, Friday. I thought of one thing. What's up? Hoop Talks is this week and I'm going to be there. Oh yeah. Go to Hoop Talks, February 21st, right? (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At the Rivoli? Yes. At the Rivoli. Yes. Go to Hoop Talks. I'm. I find that I typically am better at plugging people's stuff than they are are plugging their own stuff. <laughs> and that's why you're the consummate host. <laughs> I just like. Yeah, are you sure that's all you have? I read a thing from you. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> do, do, do you want to say? what i'm here for everyone does better things to me and everyone should read that stuff um all right that's gonna do it for today's show thank you so much enjoy the all-star game everybody you're probably listening to this after the all-star game so i hope you enjoyed the all-star game retroactively katie thank you so much for coming on we'll talk to you soon hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today 